Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. On a scale of one to 10, how's your physical health this week? How about your mental health? Let's move that closer to a 10 today. Today on episode 26 of the Grow Forward Today podcast, you'll meet my guest, Celine Brozovich. Celine is all about optimizing leaders and teams and anyone who wants to practice solid wellness habits and how that's a direct link to our personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. I realized we haven't had a guest yet who has focused on the complete sphere of health habits that empower us to grow forward today. Well, it is time. I try to weave in self-care into just about all my seminars and workshops for leaders because, frankly, most of us are not hitting consistent home runs in the self-care areas of our lives. We know it's important, yet we think we'll get around to that eventually. In a bunch of the mastermind and group coaching sessions that I lead, the group has committed to ranking their mental and physical health each month to at least force each person to take stock of how their wellness habits are going, and then to declare a commitment out loud to the rest of the group on what step they will be held accountable to doing for the next 30 days. Well, it's a start, but what if we had an integrated plan? My guest today is Celine Brozovich. Here's a little bit about Celine. She is the founder and CEO of Bakenji Health. She is a team optimizer. I love that. She spent more than 25 years as a top achiever in telecommunications and healthcare IT for Fortune 10 companies. She left the technology field to talk about mental health in the workplace. She believes that nobody's career aspirations should be derailed by mental illness or the lack of mental health. Celine passionately talks about mental health and lifestyle. She's made it her mission to educate and empower others to embrace choices that will make them feel energized with mental clarity. Celine has a master's in electrical engineering and an MBA. She has certifications in people change management and is a facilitator of lifestyle medicine programs. And I now have the privilege of serving on the board of the National Speakers Association Northwest chapter with her. So welcome, Celine. Merci. <laughs> We're going to get some French in this one. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, and let's start with your name itself. There is an accent on the E of Celine. Why do you spell your name that way? It's spelled the French way. Ah. With the E accent aigu, because French is my first language. I laugh in French. <laughs> So the accent that you're going to hear here is because I speak French. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> before uh, before Celine came on, I said, this is an audio podcast. She's like, oh, so you're not going to see the perfume that I put on. And I went, ah, good one. <laughs> well, Celine, you're a trained electrical engineer, but now you're doing something totally different. Give us some of your story of your journey from one career to another. Great question. 
So I have a master's in electrical engineering and an MBA, and I work in telecommunication, high tech. And my last job was in healthcare IT. I love that job. The perfect combination of my, all my different talents. So I was working long hours and, as, and I was not taking care of myself. So when I was going down mentally, I was piling more work. I am a natural work, workaholic. So mm-hmm. More work, tighter deadlines, more demands from the company. And what has to happen happened. I collapsed physically, emotionally, mentally. It was a disaster. I lost a lot of money to recover. I almost lost my life. But I recovered by planting elm trees, an elm tree. And we'll talk about my elm tree when we get forward. So this is what made the change. Wow. So it was a major life uh, shift that was forced upon you through that collapse that like, I just can't do this anymore. What did that, what did that feel like, Celine, at that moment? Cause I, I want to just caution all of our listeners that if you get close to the edge, that's when you need to make a change. So I'm just wondering what happened right, right before that. And uh, what was that major thing that happened? So what happened is we have the ambition of our career. We want yes. to climb those corporate ladders. So I was not taking care of myself. I was eating poorly. I was not exercising. I was not um, sleeping well. You name it, everything bad, I was doing it. Translation, high blood pressure, mm. high cholesterol, and the, I, I suffered already for a mental illness, and we'll talk about that. He made it worse. This is where the collapse is coming from. So how do you feel useless? You Mm. cannot produce intellectually. You cannot do anything physically. You are basically good for nobody. Mm. And as I told you, it almost cost me my life. And uh, I am married to somebody who understands the disease. That's the reason why we we, we are still married. But anybody else who doesn't understand that disease it will have ruined my my marriage. Did I answer that question for you? Oh, you you sure did. And what a horrible state to be in, but so glad that you were able to transform your life as a result of that low point. And of course, any direction was up probably for you after after that really dark time. I've had a couple of clients that uh, have been in the dark place of burnout where they couldn't remember their favorite color, any of their hobbies, they were listless, like you said, not good for anything. And they, they literally had to take uh, weeks off to recover. And luckily their, their employers allowed them to do that, but they had to make some serious changes. And that's what you did. Yes. Well, mental illness takes a lot of people out of the game of life. If a listener isn't convinced of that, what have you sadly witnessed uh, along those lines with others? Yeah. My best friend, her husband died from suicide. Mm. He was an accomplished pilot, retired. So money was not an option. So listen to me, money was not an option. Okay. He had a beautiful wife, beautiful children, but nobody knew that he was suffering from depression. Okay. Mm. So the pain was so much that he killed himself. Suicide is one of the consequences of mental illness. 
On the professional side, I have a customer that I am coaching. Here is what happened to him. A brilliant man. He had anxiety, some anxiety disorder. Work was piling up, more deadline, the pressure at work. And he felt he was in the following situation. If I talk to my employer, am I going to lose my job? So he didn't say anything. Mm. And he was going, he was grinding through the work. What happened, happened. He became more irritable. He was procrastinating. His performance basically decreased. He was isolating himself more. So it was no fun. So what do you think happened to him? He lost his job. So yeah, those are, I'm giving you just two examples and we have gazillions of examples of the consequences of mental illness when it's not taken care of. Mm, wow, those are powerful stories, sad stories. Uh, like you said, when it's not taken care of, but there is hope, there is hope. And so let's dive in a little bit deeper there, Celine. Is there a difference between mental health and mental illness? You know, you hear the terms thrown around. Yes, there is a big difference. And it is really unfortunate that we're throwing both terms around. And as an engineer, I get really annoyed because if we are not calling things properly, how can we address it? So mental, usually when people want to talk about mental health, they're actually thinking about mental wellness, Mm. which is basically the fact that somebody is okay mentally they can cope with the normal challenges of life okay mental illness is a disease the same way we're talking about diabetes high blood pressure and all there are two different things you could have poor mental health without being sick okay You will also have mental illness and have good mental health, depending on how you are managing it, okay? Okay. It's two separate things. So let's call a cat a cat. So in this conversation in here, I'm not going to use the term mental health. I I want to talk about mental wellness. I will say mental wellness. And when I want to talk about mental illness, I'll talk about mental illnesses, diseases, that are, uh, we have roughly, according to the DSM, DSM is a disease statistical uh, medical, something like that, uh, from, from uh, defined by the APA, you have roughly one, more than 150 mental disorders that are diseases, and we should talk about them the same way we talk about cancer, the same way we talk about type 2 diabetes, that we talk of, the same way we talk about, you know, high blood pressure and all. People with mental illness, they are sick. They have a disease. I appreciate you drawing a line there. And if, if I slip up during the podcast, you'll have to, you'll have to put me back in line. <laughs> Why did you decide to talk about mental wellness and mental illness in the workplace specifically? This is wonderful, a wonderful question. To give hope to people, when Mm. I start sharing my story, here is what I got. Oh, you must be kidding me. Are you serious? 
Yeah. If I have a broken leg, it's going to show that I have a broken leg. But having a mental illness, it is not written on my forehead. Right. So I have decided to talk about that, to tell people in the workplace that, that if you are suffering from mental illness, please know that there is hope. Because people that have heard my story, they're like, thank you so very much, Celine. You know what? Now I know they have hope. I should get out of the closet. I should ask for help. I should talk about it. They're feeling empowered to take care of themselves. And we are not going to talk enough about mental illness. It's been too long putting the shame on people with mental illness. Shame on you putting the shame on people with mental illness. It is a disease. So I want to talk about it. And also I want to help other people because I believe I bring a different angle to that. I talk about it like an engineer with all the very process oriented. I talk about it like an African who is naturally very warm and, uh, and very compassionate. So we need a lot of people to get out there and talk about it and share their experience uh, when it comes to how they are dealing with mental illness or the lack of mental wellness so that we avoid suicide, we avoid people losing their job, we avoid teams being dysfunctional. I love that. And uh, you are compassionate and warm. And that is uh, why I'm drawn to you immediately on the board. So it, I love how you say you have a different angle, the engineer, which is the steps and the formulas. And uh, uh, we've got to apply appeal to the analyticals and then the warm, caring, the people oriented people and more of the storytelling. Uh, it's a great blend to give. Uh, I guess it's giving visibility to uh, mental illness. Like you said, it's not tattooed on your forehead. You're putting out signals, but they are not uh, like billboards and street signs like a broken leg uh, would be. So uh, I, I appreciate how you said it's too long people live in shame. How do they dig out of the shame that they might have just stuffed inside? It's starting to, you know, even they're starting to implode a bit because of this shame. What, what do you do? What would you recommend to those folks? So, uh, number one, talk about it. Yes. Flip the situation. Mm -hmm. You did not go in the store and buy your disease. Mm -hmm. So the people who is uh, making you ashamed should be ashamed of themselves. Are they going to basically make fun of somebody suffering from type 2 diabetes? No. So why are they making fun of you? Because from a mental perspective, you have some challenges. So what I'll tell people is talk about it. People don't have a problem saying that, oh, I got diagnosed with breast cancer, I need help. Tell your friends, tell your family, I just got diagnosed with depression, anxiety, OCD, whatever it is, I need help. Talk about it. Talk to your manager. And if your manager doesn't know what to do, call NAMI, the National Association for Mental Illness. There are gazillions of resources out there to help. Open up. Talk about it. Get out of the closet. You do not belong in the closet because the energy you are using to hide it is energy you are not using to heal. Right. You're using the energy to cover up, which is fruitless. It's not helping anybody. And yeah, the shame just compounds 
uh, with every day that you're stuffing it under the rug. So yeah, I, I love one one uh, speaker said uh, a problem that is not named cannot be healed, right? So I love how you're you give it a name. You 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 say let's let's bring it to the forefront, out in the light, and then we can do something about it. Heading down the road to recovery. Wonderful. If a listener wants to be vibrant and energized all day, whether they're at work or whether they're at home, what should he or she be doing regularly? And I'm I'm assuming it has to do with the elm tree model that you've, read, <laughs> you've already touched on. So I'm going to just tee that one up for you. So if you want to be vibrant, energized, get your life back. And actually, my husband is playing the vibrant energized in here because he planted his own elm tree. <laughs> By no means, get your elm tree and plant it. What is that elm tree? Elm are basically the, uh, is the acronym for the solution that I bring on the table. E stands for emotional intelligence. L stands for lifestyle medicine. And M is for mindset. So every single day, you want to nurture your elm tree. Plant one, nurture it, and ask your family to help you water that elm tree, to help you feed that elm tree so that it blooms and become a strong tree. And we will talk about the components of that elm tree. You have, first of all, the roots is your lifestyle. And we'll talk about lifestyle medicine in detail in a few seconds. The trunk is the mindset. I don't care what you do unless you have the proper mindset, a mindset of healing, a mindset of joy, a mindset of growth, a mindset of whatever it is that you want. It has to be strong there. So it's the trunk of your tree and the foliage, those Leaves are your emotions. And we'll talk about emotional intelligence also in a few. So imagine yourself with your tree where you're taking care of your emotions every day. You're taking care of your mindset every day. You're taking care of all the roots, all the pillars of your lifestyle every single day. I promise you, you are going to live a highly functional life with mental clarity and the beauty is not only that elm tree help you with your mental health, but it help you also with your physical health. Because when it comes to health, we should not divide physical and mental. It is overall health, period. Did I answer that question on my elm tree? <laughs> yes, I, I can't wait to dive into each one of these because they are... They are things that we can do something about. They say, they maybe seem like, I don't know if I can wrap my mind around it, but I know you're going to give us some practical tips for nurturing our elm tree, watering that so that it grows and we have that vibrancy and energy. So let's, let's dive in. How about emotional intelligence? Uh, is that something we're, we're born with? No, we are not born with emotional intelligence. It's something you develop. Great leaders develop their emotional intelligence, and you can do that also. It's a muscle that you build every single day. It is basically being aware of your emotions. 
Let them bubble up and come. You have plenty of words to express the emotions. What are they? How am I feeling? Am I feeling sad? But what type of sadness are we talking about there? Am I feeling, is it melancholy? What is it? So you are aware of your own feeling, but as a good leader, you also apply that self-leadership skills by being aware of the emotions of the other people. This is when you have good emotional intelligence. It's not just about your emotions. It's about the emotions of the other people also. And you are not born with it. You develop it. So I believe that too. Yes. I totally believe that, that it's self-awareness is the, it's like the number one trait of a leader for development because uh, you're setting the tone for everyone. I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit uh, later as well when we talk about why leaders, but leaders do set the tone for their organization. And if they are not aware of the influence that they're having, positive or negative, um, they're leaving that shadow over their entire organization and everyone in it. And we've all been told, you know, people don't leave their companies, they leave their leaders, their managers. But I also liked how you said, you know, emotional intelligence is also about social awareness. And if you're going too fast as a leader and you're running through your day and your head is down or you're stuck in your office and you're not watching people while they're talking, you're not listening between the lines to what they're saying, you're not going to pick up on those cues that someone's struggling or someone's elated and you want to celebrate with them, right? It's positive or negative emotions. Uh, but I love that we can, uh, we can actually choose to nurture that every single day. Very cool. Anything else you want to add on emotional intelligence and why it's so vital? It's look at all the great leaders on, on earth. And I'll, I'll pick my favorite leader, Jesus Christ. He was in tune with his emotion, telling his people that, you know what, it's time for me to pray because I want to get connected to my father. And he will leave them and will go. But he will be in tune with them to say, oh, Martha, Martha, you know, look at him throughout the entire Bible. He was in sync with his emotions and in sync with the emotions and the feeling of other people. Yes, he definitely was. And even when he was hungry. Or tired, right? <laughs> I experienced all the same emotions that we did 2,000 years ago. Love that. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the L in Elm, which is lifestyle medicine. What is that? Oh, this is my favorite subject. <laughs> Do I have the whole day? Because I can talk about that the whole day. <laughs> that term actually was first used in the medical field in 1989. So lifestyle medicine is that part of medicine that is scientifically proven, evidence-based. That says that if you manage the six pillars of your lifestyle in partnership with your medical doctor, you can prevent and or reverse chronic diseases. Mm. So what are the pillars? What you choose to put in your mouth, food, alcohol, drug, tobacco. So nutrition, pillar number one. What you choose to do with your mind and your soul. Do you pray? Do you have a connection to the divine? Do you have a strategy to manage your stress? What's going on with your mind? Mind and soul, pillar number two. What are you doing with your body? 
Are you exercising? Are you sleeping? Do you have access to vitamin D? The third pillar, your body. And then, do you know your life purpose? Are you in tune with your life purpose? Do you know why you, what you are put on this earth for? Your mission in life? Life purpose, pillar number four. And then connectedness. How connected are you with yourself? Self-compassion with others, compassion. How much forgiveness do you do? How much grudges are you carrying with yourself and with others? Pillar number five, connectedness. Pillar number, um, the sixth pillar is the environment. In which environment do you live? Do you live in a place where that is polluted? Noise pollution, chemical pollution. Do you live in a place where you have access to nature or access to the arts, where you can go to Seattle, for example, and enjoy beautiful shows, music or, or movies or art or, uh, or acting? That environment plays a big role into your overall health. So if you manage all of those six pillars in partnership with your medical doctor, blood pressure goes down, cholesterol goes down, mental illness goes down. You live that vibrant life. Do not forget the others, your emotional intelligence and your mindset. <laughs> Did that answer your question? Wow. And, and, and Celine, do most doctors subscribe to those six things? Like what, what if your doctor was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then they had their own their, their own agenda. Would you say, move, yeah, move on to another doctor? And yeah. move on to another doctor. And if yeah. you're looking for one, call me. I work with a doctor at Providence Regional Medical Doctor who does that. And there is actually an, 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 the American College of Lifestyle Medicines are mm. board certified doctors who ah. believe in lifestyle medicine and who can help you. That is fantastic. I have seen what I'll call miracles happen. I'm, I'll take my own case. Look at me. I can manage depression very well. I had cholesterol. My cholesterol is now below 150. Great. I have high blood pressure. I have perfect high blood pressure. I gained weight from size, uh, I, I, was, I, I got size 18. I am now between eight and 10. Just wow. managing all those aspects of my lifestyle. You know why you cannot shut me up? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're transformed. <laughs> we have to bring that news to more and more people. There yes. People. Yes. Well, I want to dive into those six with you in just a moment. Let's take a quick break. Uh, you are listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast on the Voice America Business Channel. You can find out more about me on my website, growingforwardservices.net. And my guest, Celine Brozovich, at her website, BayKenjiHealth.com. That's B-A-Y-K-E-N-J-I Health.com. We'll be right back after the break, and we're going to talk about those six pillars. I bet you're all going to get some practical tips. Stick, stick around. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye, Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders, coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team. Within Bullseye, 
There are plug-and-play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and, of course, interaction with Paul and other industry team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. Welcome back to the Grow Forward Today podcast. I'm your host, Paul Casey, and I'm talking with Celine Brozovich. She is giving us some really uh, important information that could save your life or the life of someone that you love. So please stay tuned all the way to the end. Celine was just... Um, Dropping some value bombs. <laughs> that's, that's what another podcast host says. <laughs> Dropping some value bombs on us about lifestyle medicine. She told us, first of all, in her ELM model about emotional intelligence. And then we were just getting into lifestyle medicine, the six pillars of uh, lifestyle medicine in conjunction with your doctor. So, Celine, I'm just wondering if you'd be willing to give us just a couple of tips on each of the pillars so we can self-evaluate to say like, yeah, either I'm doing that or, oh, that's something that I can work on even today. So let's start with nutrition. Très bien. Oh, you see, here goes the French. <laughs> it is very good. to get some French in there. <laughs> so nutrition in the lifestyle medicine school of thought, we believe on whole food plant-based nutrition. Stay away from the processed food, the white flour, the white sugar. So I will, I will, I'll stop. I'll talk about white sugar because I'll talk about it again another time. Regardless of the school of thought you believe in when it comes to nutrition, we all agree white sugar, brown sugar, processed sugar is the enemy and should not be part of your nutrition, period. So tip number one because I'll repeat that tip again in the next, uh, later on. Decrease or eliminate, if at all possible, all processed sugar. They're not good for you. You know what? That little belly that is coming in front of you, eh, it's called metabolic syndrome. It means fat is getting around your, your organs. You heard me. Two, mind and soul. Ask yourself, what am I doing today for, to relieve my stress? So I'm going to, to stay in the business world. Look at the things that are stressing you out and do what Stephen Covey says, zone of influence. Try to play the game. What is under my influence and what is not under my influence? And the stuff that are not under your influence that you cannot control, let them go. Okay? Yep. Three, life purpose, your mission in life. Sit today and reflect. Is this job really what I want? It, am I really feeling fulfilled in that job? 
Is it what I am called to do in this earth? And if it's not that, it's building stress. Start looking at something else. Fourth pillar, your body, the sun, and your sleep. I'm going to give you one today, okay? Exercising doesn't mean you become a gym rat, no. It means for half an hour or so, you move that body. So tip one, take a half an hour walk every single day and the weather is becoming better in the Pacific Northwest here. Rain, go away. Take a walk, <laughs> half an hour. You don't have to go to the gym, take a walk. And do like my mother-in-law, when she was uh, 92 in her apartment, when she couldn't walk, she walked the whole way of her apartment. Inside <laughs> her apartment, she goes up and back, up and down and back. She died at 96, sharper in her mind and brain, like all of us combined. Wow. Connectedness. Oh, this is a biggie. I want you today to focus on forgiveness. Look at yourself, look at your relationship. And remember what Mandela says, refusing to forgive is drinking poison and hoping that somebody else is dying. Mm -hmm. So before we look at the somebody else, can we start looking at ourselves? Pick one thing that you are always beating yourself up with and forgive yourself, let go, okay? and on the, on the um, environment. I want you to do the following today, to find the beauty in nature. I want you to walk outside of your home and notice a, new, a plant that you haven't noticed before. Notice something. There is so much beauty out there in the environment and it brings you that candor of the child Voila. Thank, no, thank you for giving us just one practical thing that we can do in each of those six pillars. It's so funny because of your accent. I thought you had said buddy instead of body. And so I was like, oh, that, that goes with connectedness. So it's, it's a, it's a win-win. <laughs> buddy, B-O-D-Y. <laughs> but sometimes you need a buddy with your body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. That's funny. <laughs> So the M in Elm is mindset. And you've already given us a few gems for that. But anything else you want to add about how important that is as the trunk of our Elm tree? Okay. So I'm going to summarize that part in here on just motivation. And I'm going to go back to my favorite guy, Stephen Covey, mm -hmm. learning yes. Have you asked yourself why you want to do something? So find that burning yes. That is going to help you having that motivation, that mindset, because with that burning, yes, you will be able to continue the changes that you, you want to do. So your mindset is key. Yes. Well, let me shift gears with you. You have a certification in people change management. I love that. I, I want one of those as a coach because this is what the world we live in as coaches. What secrets have you learned in that, in that certification for helping people make necessary changes in their lives. I'm wondering if it is another acronym, your ADCAR model. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I studied your website, Celine. I did. <laughs> yes, it looked like it. So um, Adcar is a change model from ProSci. The name of the company is called ProSci. And the change management is a people side of change. When in technology or in big corporation, we're rolling out massive platform, massive changes, usually people were focusing on the technology. They were not looking at the people. So the, uh, the ProSci model is to look at the people <laughs> during the change. And it has a following, Adcar, A for awareness, D for desire, K for knowledge, A for ability, R for reinforcement. So let's get started. Awareness. People have to be aware of changes. Look at the following. For our lifestyle, we have to get that awareness. Usually the ache and pain is a good awareness and we also hear a see around us. D, desire is motivation. Do you have that desire to change? We have to motivate the people, find that motivation. So I make it a key pillar in my business where I do that motivational interview so that people find their burning yes. Unless you find that burning yes, stop it. It's going to be another fad in your life and you're going mm -hmm. to stop it, find it. Okay, K is knowledge. Knowledge is, I give you a book. I give you some webinars to watch. So let me ask you a question, Paul. If I give you a book on swimming, will you, <laughs> if you read it, even in French, English, German, I don't care, will you still know how to swim? No. Unfortunately, Coaches and this, everybody stop at the K, at the knowledge. Oh, yeah, we've given them some books. We've given them some seminars. No, it is not enough. We have to go to the next level, ability. So which is giving the, the capability for people to make the change. I'll give you an example. I just told you, get rid of sugar. To my customers, if I have told you get rid of sugar, I get in the kitchen with you. And we make different things to get rid of that sugar. And I show it to you so that you can do it. You are now able, you're capable of doing it. This is one that we should put a lot of emphasis on. And I make sure I do that. And then reinforcement. How do you reinforce that change? How do you reward yourself? My, my female customers are very interesting. It is their clothes. Oh, gee, I haven't been able to get into that outfit for the last five years. This is strong reinforcement for them to keep <laughs> on doing that. And for some people, it's like, boy, I haven't felt so good uh, uh, for a long time. I have that mental clarity. I can see th things clearly. So find what is going to help you for your reinforcement or for your reward? This is the outcome model. You see that it's normal to take it out of the corporate world, out of engineering, and bring it into lifestyle. They work like gloves on one hand. Absolutely. You know, when I teach on change leadership, I don't spend any time on the hard structures and processes and technology, right? But that is what leaders go to first. They think, all right, this is the actual change. We need to devote all our attention to this. And, you know, the people will just come along eventually, won't they? No, it's all about the soft skills of helping people get through the change. And so that's what I really appreciate about what you said. Look at the people during the change, because, you know, according to um, William Bridges, who wrote the book Managing Transitions, he talks about 
you know, there's, there's the change. That's the thing that you're leading, but then there's what's going on emotionally inside people. And that's the transition. And that's the hard part because you're, you're taking some of my possible identity and you're messing with it. Like you're doing something different. And that's a loss, you know, for me to have to deal with and, Ooh, you're going to make me do different habits. I, Ooh, that's going to be a stretch for me. So I like how the Edcar uh, method uh, sort of walks you through that change model so that uh, we could see if we're actually making emotional progress through the change process. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a powerful uh, model. I, I saw something fun on your website. Uh, on one of the topics that you speak on is pleasure with no guilt. I said, <laughs> I'm in. I want to hear that one. <laughs> that, was, that, was te- that was like teasing me, right? Pleasure with no guilt. Tell me what that entails. So remember, I told you that one of the pillars for lifestyle medicine is nutrition. And yes. the nutrition is based on whole food, plant-based yes. nutrition. So people look at you like, yeah. it's like, oh, come on. Come on, it could be delicious. <laughs> so I'll give you, I'll, I'll do, I'll give you the illustration with that one there with one of my customer. The guy was a nutrition, uh, a professor of nutrition, actually agrégé, professor agrégé. So it's a big, uh, big thing in there with diabetes. And his wife bought him can of green beans, and of course he was not following his diet, his nutrition program. And he looked at me like a little boy is like, Madame Brozovich, c'est pas bon. It's like, Mrs. Brozovich is not good. And I look at him and I'm like, yeah, this is tasteless. This is bland. So I told his wife, you know what? Get to the market, get him some fresh green beans, put some garlic on it and put some parsley and a few drops of lemon juice. And oh, by the way, he loved to eat hot, but get him some chili pepper and mix the whole thing and give it to him. And, and it was delicious. And he's like, <laughs> yes. So you have to make your food delicious. And eating a whole food plant-based doesn't mean your food is bland. Look at the spices. Look at your herb. When French cuisine is good, what, why do you think it's, French, it's, it's good? Because they know the secret of the herbs. <laughs> that might be the trick that i need to apply (laughs) to eat a little bit better all right pleasure with no guilt the herbs and spices that's the secret i love it well some of our listeners may be leaders they literally have direct reports i mean we're, we're all influencers and leaders are influencers so wherever we sit in the organizational chart or if you're an entrepreneur You've got influence over someone, but some of some of the listeners today literally have uh, people that are looking to them as their leader or supervisor. And leaders really can influence a culture, like like I mentioned earlier. They they cast a shadow over the organization, a good one or a bad one. What are the elements of wellness programs? I've heard about wellness programs for years. I've been in companies that have had them, and people sort of participate or they don't, or they're motivating or they don't. Have you seen some things that actually work as wellness programs that raise the health of the whole company? Unfortunately, I haven't seen it. Mm. Why? Because we are not asking, demanding from companies. Here, I'm going to throw another acronym. This is the engineer. KPIs, Key Performance Indicator. Mm -hmm. 
un, un, unless we have wellness as a key performance indicator, we'll be talking about it and not doing anything. When that vice president of sales or that COO, when his bonus is tied to the overall wellness of the employee, he's going to do something about it. I'm giving you an example. I, give, uh, I have uh, at the, uh, at the uh, one of the company, a large company, where they've, they've paid for a lifestyle medicine program. It's an eight weeks program. But employees don't have time to come. But if I have tied the, the annual bonus of their managers, let's say it's at the end of the year, I want at least 50% of the, your people to attend this. Do you think employees are going to come? they will come because their managers are going to make, uh, make them come because they sure. have skin in the game. Sure. So make that wellness part of the KPI to make sure your culture is really around wellness. Don't have, don't say I'm doing wellness and all. And when I get into your building, it's a vending machine loaded with a whole bunch of junk. What kind of, mm -hmm. okay. And when you're doing your wellness program, it's about overall health. It's physical plus mental and about the whole person. Those leadership development programs that you pay money for, leverage them. People need their self-leadership skills. They need their team leadership skills. So you combine all of that, you have a great, fully integrated offering for your employees and you are going to get results. Yes. Love the concept of self-leadership and, and holding people um, to a standard. And the only way to do that is by, like you said, putting some teeth to it because we, we tend to give attention to things that we measure. And that's where the your KPI idea comes from, is if we're going to measure wellness, then people are going to have to focus on it. And if they don't, just like uh, how companies have uh, values, core values, and uh, oftentimes in performance appraisals, they're rated on how well they're living out the core values. So why can't wellness be one of those? Why can't they be something that we actually measure? Because it's going to be a lot of benefit to the company to have people not absent, not tardy, not disengaged uh, from the workplace because they feel vibrant and uh, optimized, like, like you are preaching from the housetops uh, for us all here today. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, Celine, coach us a little bit on just getting going in our improving our mental wellness. What are a couple starting points that uh, we can. You can reinforce something you've already said today, uh, but I just sort of like, as we start wrapping this up, what are some that we, we really need to start with when it comes to that mental health piece? Très bien. Uh, again, here I go again. Très bien is very well. So uh, uh, thank you very much for that question. So I'm going to give you two tips. I've said white sugar, that processed sugar. So please start working on that. Because mm -hmm. there is no mental well-being without physical well-being. Mm. And sugar is the enemy. This summer, I'm going to get on, on sugar, actually. If you drink Coke or 
Oh, I'm not supposed to say, oh, Coca-Cola me. That would be good publicity for me. <laughs> soda. Yeah, soda in general. Yes. <laughs> if you drink soda, please drop the soda. Here is one tip. Take carbonated water and find some infused balsamic vinegar and put it in the carbonated water. It gives you the fizzy, but you don't have all the sugar of the uh, Coke. So white sugar gets... Bye-bye. Awareness and try to say bye-bye to that thing. It's, um, and then the second thing, for people who are already suffering from mental illness, I have one thing for you because one of the biggest challenge is who should I talk to? So I am telling you today and I'm not looking at, at you in the face, but assume I'm looking at you. Talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Find somebody to talk to. Find your manager. Have a talk with your manager. And if your manager doesn't understand how to react to it, there are gazillions of resources on NAMI, plenty of things. Call me. We'll find the resources for your manager. But talk about it. Ask for help. Do not continue to live alone with that nasty state of being. Ask for help. And you said NAMI, so that's N-A-M-I, right? That's where the Association for Mental Illness. Okay, so that's a great place to go. Uh, A lot of companies also have their their employee programs that they can access that probably are very well equipped to handle that. So yeah, speak up and talk about it and go towards the resources. I like to say, why do we run away from the ambulances in our life, right? The ambulance has arrived to help you. So this podcast can serve as an ambulance for your life and saying, all right, I just need to get in and get in on this journey. Well, uh, Celine, you have branded yourself as a team optimizer. So we started a little bit with your, uh, your journey to, to where you are today. And now you get to offer all these wonderful services to your clients. Take us deep, more deeply into what is a team optimizer? What do you do for your clients? Uh, thank you very much, Paul. Okay. One in four Americans have a mental illness or are challenging mentally. Chances are in your team, somebody is. And chances are all somebody is suffering from that. So as a team optimizer, I equipped the people with mental illnesses with, to ask them to have a plant tree, uh, an elm tree, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, to plant an elm tree. And for the one who do not have mental illness, through my program, I teach them to be ally. So now you build a team of compassionate people who knows where emotionally we are all going and even physically we are all going. One example is when I finish my program, people who used to bring those cookies in the office, they start bringing them. It's uh-huh. not good to anybody. Why do you want to poison your fellow people? You didn't know before, now you know. So don't uh-huh. it. Voilà. Those are the type of things that I do as part of a team optimizer. When I'm done with the team, they really feel that you know they're sharing something. They feel more compassionate. They're supporting each other. Mm, so good. Last questions for you. What do you want to promote for our listeners' personal leadership development? And then how can our listeners best contact you and all you have to offer? Okay. So what I do that is unique is I have combined all those leadership formation classes, lifestyle medicine, okay, and people change management into programs that are very unique. And all my programs are highly 
customizable. So I talk about mental health in the workplace. I talk about mental health and lifestyle. I talk about uh, imposter syndrome. I talk about work-life balance. And if you want to find me, do like my customers. Usually, they, they want to change their lifestyle and they're struggling with the how. When they are done with me, they go to wow. So to find me, <laughs> go to from how to wow.com. Okay. And two is number two. So www from how to wow. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Thank you, Celine, for all the value you've added to us today. Who knows? It might have just transformed somebody's life that's listening today. And keep growing forward. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for the work that you're doing for the people in the Tri-Cities and for the people nationwide. We need uh, people. We need to have more audiences to talk about mental illness and mental wellness, uh, for, uh, especially after the two and a half years of uh, trage- tragedies that we've had. So thank you so very much for being here. And I am happy I'm here. Très bien. you are a good student (laughs) so i have some takeaways from celine today uh boy there were so many and hopefully you all got something out of it that you can apply right away uh first of all was if you if you're suffering from any mental illness and that's one out of four people so it could be you could be the person next to you you know there's too long people have lived in shame Flip the situation and talk about it. That was uh, Celine's number one point with that. She also introduced her elm tree model that we need to plant first and then also nurture and water, which is emotional intelligence, lifestyle medicine, and your mindset. She talked about within the lifestyle medicine, the six pillars of lifestyle mindset in conjunction with your doctor, which was nutrition and sugar is the enemy. Mind and soul, we talked about body, life purpose, and finding that burning yes, the connectedness key, which is included with forgiving yourself and others and your environment, taking a time to just notice the beauty around you. The GFT podcast is about putting practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. Remember, if you learn something and you don't put it into action within 72 hours, Those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until they lose their value to your life. Free tool coming your way. It it probably doesn't compete with Celine's, but I do have a one sheet on 11 ways to burn bright instead of burning out. And I'd be happy to send that to you if you email me at growingforward at paulcasey.org. Let's take good care of ourselves for the second half of 2022, friends. Thanks for listening to episode 26. Hopefully you've told your Achiever friends about this podcast. Please spread the word to those who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. And until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel.